Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time again for the Gamecock Central Podcast. Emerson Phillips here with Gamecock legend and Golden Spikes Award winner Kip Balknight. Kip, you and I did not talk last week here on the GC Podcast, so I wanted to give our audience a chance to hear your thoughts on the Gamecock series victory over Clemson weekend before last. Brett Carey got the final 10 outs of the Friday game, a Carolina win at Doug Kingsmore. Seven strikeouts for Carey in that tremendous relief effort. Gamecocks won 5-4, to four, and then Clemson won on Saturday in Greenville, but the Gamecocks came home to Founders Park and gave Clemson a good whooping 14-3 on Sunday. Yeah, it was a huge weekend for South Carolina, and beating Clemson, obviously uh, uh, a very good program for a long, long time, uh, and so obviously South Carolina as well. But huge win for the Gamecocks, and I think the only negative from that weekend is losing Carmen Majenski uh, to a broke foot, and you know he'll probably be another month or so, maybe six weeks until he's back. But uh, what a great weekend for South Carolina! Uh, several stars emerged. I mean, Brett Carey has been just outstanding since his first inning pitch this season. He's been really, really good. So huge weekend uh, against Clemson for South Carolina and. You know, fast forward a little bit, and you look at what Clemson did this past weekend. They just swept the number three team in the nation, uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So, obviously, a very, very quality series win for South Carolina. Kip, you mentioned the Clemson win, the series win over North Carolina, and they had two walk-off wins this past weekend over the Tar Heels that were ranked third in the country, and they got a balk-off win on the first game of the series. They trailed 2-1 to one going into the ninth, won that ball game. They won 17-3. to three over the Tar Heels on Saturday, and then Clemson hit a walk-off three-run shot after they trailed by two going into the bottom of the ninth. So I thought that was worth mentioning because, obviously, Clemson doing well after the Gamecocks beat them helps the Gamecocks. Yeah, it does. I mean, obviously, you want to beat your arch rival any time. And, you know, this goes back to what it means to beat Clemson. And, I, you know, I've um, had some critics in the past, you know, say, oh, well, we root against Clemson. But I, I root for Clemson if they're not playing Carolina because I want that game to mean that much more. And the South Carolina beating Clemson obviously has been a, a struggle the last four years. We haven't been able to do that in a series, uh, a weekend series. But we win the series, and then Clemson turns right around and beats North Carolina. That really helps South Carolina. It helps an RPI. It makes those wins are even better. Um, so, I think it's a great thing. Again, we know Clemson's got a great baseball program. Obviously, South Carolina has been uh, at the top with uh, Ray Tanner, and then they had a little bit of a bump, obviously, with Holbrook, and now Kingston's getting us back where we need to be, and I couldn't be more pleased. I'm really, really excited where this program's at. Yeah, so good to see Clemson play well, honestly, after Carolina beat them two out of three, especially against a team ranked as highly as North Carolina. So thought that was worth a mention on the podcast today. Gamecocks moved into the top 25 in the national rankings with the series victory over Clemson. And then the Gamecocks got a big performance from T.J. Shook last week in a 9 to nothing win at home over the Citadel. But Carolina 
turned around the next night and lost to Gardner-Webb 10-2. Kip, we talk about these midweek games. Obviously, you want to win them, but you're not throwing your best pitchers. Uh, talk about the win over the Citadel and then the loss to Gardner-Webb that I think surprised a lot of people. Well, obviously, the loss to Gardner-Webb is, is not good. You, you don't want that, and I'm certainly not making an excuse for this ball club, but I'd rather look at the body of work they've done over the last 10, 12 days. I mean, you're talking about a team that had to play eight games in the span of 10 days. Again, not making an excuse for them, but, however, I really like where they are. I really like the body of work. I think the response after losing to Gardner-Webb and coming in and doing what they did this past weekend against Valpo and, and able to sweep that series, especially able to come back uh, on Saturday down 2-1 to one in the ninth inning is just awesome. So, I mean, uh, you know, that that makes you feel a lot better about a midweek loss whenever you can bounce right back. You know, if this team continues to have those struggles during midweek, then, uh, you know, that could be a concern. But that one loss I don't think is going to kill them uh, moving forward. That brings us to the Valpo series this past weekend. Friday's game suspended in the – fifth inning due to rain with the Gamecocks up 4-1 to one and then resumed on Saturday afternoon. Carolina won that game 9-2. to two. And then the you know, one of the most exciting moments of the season, Kip, you just talked about it, the walk-off win over Valpo 3-2 for the Gamecocks. Luke Berryhill and Jacob Olsen homer to the ninth to give Carolina that walk-off win and the Gamecocks won 12-6 on Sunday with the cycle from T.J. Hopkins. That's unbelievable. I mean, you know, being down 2-1, to one, you had your, uh, your best starter so far this season has been you know, the number three guy, Reed Morgan, has been outstanding. So he pitches on Saturday, throws eight and two-thirds, giving up two runs. I mean, looks like he's going to end up getting a loss. And then three pitches later in the ninth inning, South Carolina walks it off. I mean, that was just, you know, unbelievable. Barry Hill's pop has been retarded this year. I mean, it's just unbelievable, uh, especially to the opposite field. He's just been a beast. And he's really driving the ball, staying through it, and uh, very, very impressed with that young man. I mean, I think he was may have been in a over his last 15, a uh, little bit of a mini slump, if you will, but comes up big, and then Jacob Olsen is just having a banner year. I've said it on the SEC broadcast many a times. I really personally hope this is a, a breakout, awesome senior year for him uh, because I think he deserves it. I mean, a guy that last year – you look up, and it seemed like he was hitting 220 a lot, and I felt like he was should have been hitting 280. He just had a lot of tough outs last year. A lot of times he'd hit the ball really hard and just go right at guys, but he is completely locked in. And, I mean, it, it's a scary lineup right now. I mean, and then obviously what T.J. Hopkins, two weeks in a row, National uh, Hitters of the Week, National Player of the Week, and T.J. Hopkins, and, and Jacob Olsen. So, I mean, just – Huge, huge week for the Gamecocks. Right. Olsen, three doubles and three home runs last week. He hit 522 for the week. T.J. Hopkins hit for the cycle on Sunday, the first Gamecock to do so since Kyle Martin did it at Florida in 2015. So the Gamecocks are now 13-3 and and ranked 22nd in the country this week by D1Baseball.com. And, Kip, we got four games coming up this week. Tuesday night at the Citadel in a 7 o'clock start. Gamecocks just beat the Bulldogs 9-0 last week at Founders Park. This week's game will be in Charleston. And then three games coming up this weekend against another bunch of Bulldogs, Kip, the Georgia Bulldogs, to open SEC play. Georgia's ranked eighth in the country. They're 14-2. Yeah, it's obviously a big week and a week of the Bulldog this week. And South Carolina really needs to to focus tomorrow 
uh, and making a little bit of a travel, obviously, but getting getting away with a win there, and hopefully they can win convincingly to try to save some arms or maybe get some guys some work. Uh, it would be good to see a, a game where you can have a starter go four or five innings and then a bunch of relievers, you know, four relievers throwing one inning apiece just to get some solid work uh, to get in. I think it would be important for Sawyer Bridges, hopefully, to maybe get an inning of work to try to get some of his confidence back. He's obviously a key to the long-term success for this ball club, but he has struggled a little bit. Um, luckily for South Carolina, there's plenty of arms uh, in that bullpen, and they picked up the slight boring. But if they can get him back, and they will when he gets back right, uh, he's obviously uh, up for stop of the year. Certainly, you know, pitched, I mean, amazing last year. I think he had a 1.5 or less ERA in SEC games last year. So certainly a guy that they look to try to probably get an inning of work next on tomorrow night. And then, you know, playing Georgia at home in your first SEC series, Georgia ranked top 15, top 10, some bowls. I mean, obviously a great ball club, and they're going to have to really, really play well. I mean, this SEC – as we know, year in and year out, there's not a gimme. I mean, there's just not. I mean, back when I played decades ago, uh, 1998 to 2001, I mean, Vanderbilt was the, the bottom dweller. And, I mean, you could pretty much count on a sweep against them, which is hard to even fathom that that was the case. <laughs> now, obviously, we know what Tim Corbin has done and bringing them in, obviously, number one in the country now. But there's no team in the SEC – uh, and it hasn't been that way for years now that you can count on a sweep. I mean, you you can you can go ahead and count on getting swept if you think you're going to go in and just roll over and and, and your opponent's going to roll over and just give you wins because this is a very very tough conference. SEC's got 11 teams ranked in the national top 25 right now by D1Baseball.com. That's unprecedented. No conference has ever had that many teams. Vandy one, Florida five, Mississippi State six. Georgia 8, Ole Miss 9, so five of the top nine are from the SEC. Then you've got LSU 13, Arkansas 14, Auburn 18, Texas A&M 19, South Carolina 22, Tennessee 23. So that's 11 of the top 23 teams in the country by D1Baseball.com. So Georgia coming up this weekend for the Gamecocks. Georgia's 14-2, start time 7 o'clock Friday, 4 o'clock Saturday, 1.30 on Sunday. Georgia, week before last, lost a midweek game to Long Island University of Brooklyn, but they've come back to win five straight. They beat Alabama State, Jacksonville State, and they swept three from Presbyterian College this past weekend. Scores were 7-6, to 8-1, and 14-2. to two. And, Kip, Georgia has not yet faced an opponent the quality of Clemson like the Gamecocks have. So I think Georgia is still seeking its identity to some extent, and they expect to find out what they've got against the Gamecocks this weekend. Yeah, they've got some good front-line starters, and they've got a good bullpen. I mean, they've got some guys that can swing it. I mean, there's I agree with you that uh, they haven't been tested like South Carolina has, and, and I do think that can play a role. I think it's huge that South Carolina's at home. Hopefully the weather's good, and uh, Founders Park will be packed. I mean, I think that certainly can – help South Carolina. It, it certainly is going to be packed when they go to LSU and Mississippi State and, uh, you know, Vanderbilt, a lot of tough places to play in the SEC. So hopefully the fans can come out this weekend and support the Gamecocks. And I'll be there certainly every game's on the SEC network and uh, excited about it. I think it'll be a great weekend for baseball. But this is a really fun team to watch. I mean, this is a team that, you know, again, I said this before the season, I can't remember if it was on this podcast or if it was on 
uh, the SEC Network, but this is a team that you're still, I feel like, with where we were left off recruiting and, and kind of where, where Sammy Esposito left this program in the recruiting once him and Chad Holbrook left, I mean, I don't think you're going to see a, a Mark Kingston club that is all of his players that he wants in and what type of team he's going to have probably till not even next year but the next. And to see what he's done where how he's reloaded this lineup and the arms that they have is just a testament to the whole coaching staff because all of them are in this together. They're doing a wonderful job of getting some guys in and they're playing a lot of young players. I mean, it's uh, they're not very deep. That's the concern is obviously if they struggle or if they have a bunch of injuries, it, it, it could go downhill quick for them because their depth is not that great, uh, especially from a position player standpoint. But, uh, man, really, really fun team to watch. Second in the nation right now on home runs. They have absolutely just been hammering the baseball. Really, really fun team to watch. All right, at the Citadel, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, Georgia this weekend for three in the next week. Tuesday night game at Furman, and the following weekend, three games at 23rd-ranked Tennessee. And the week after that, four games at Founders Park, including three against Auburn, which is currently ranked 18th in the country. Kip, I call you a legend on this podcast each week here on Gamecock Central, and I was thumbing through the SEC baseball record book recently. I just wanted to pass along to our listeners that you are second all-time in SEC history in wins, and nobody in the history of SEC baseball has pitched more innings than you. So we're very grateful to have you here on the podcast, man. Thank you, brother. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Kip Balknight, Gamecock legend, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is the Gamecock Central Podcast. We'll come back next week. We'll recap the Citadel game and the Georgia series, and we'll look ahead to Furman in Tennessee. Thanks for being with us.